you close your eyes with me for privacy, and uh, I'm going to pray. Father God, I love you. Lord, I'm thankful for such a great church. I'm thankful that you've allowed me to pastor such a great group of people. Father, it's amazing to see you moving and working in our lives and in our families. Father, as we look into your word this morning, that we're strengthened and encouraged in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Vicki and I have been married 42 years, and at the beginning of our marriage, really throughout all of our marriage, uh, anytime we would travel or go somewhere or even run errands, you know, we would come by, especially if we'd be out in the country, you know, we'd come by an old farmhouse. Have you ever been by an old farmhouse and the windows are busted out of it and they're not painted anymore and, and they've been abandoned? Or maybe you've driven across town or in town and you see an old house that maybe has been abandoned. And anytime we would see a house like that, uh, one of us would always say to the other one, man, all that needs is a little paint and a little wallpaper and it'd be just like new. Have y'all ever thought that before? And we would always kind of say that sarcastically to each other, but, but we would always say that when we would see houses. Well, I want you to imagine this morning that your family, your life is, is like a house. And what we're going to do the next few weeks is we're going to talk about some things you can do to fix up your house, some things you can do to fix up your own personal life and fix up the life of your family. And so that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to show you how to bring health, not just physical health, but mental health, emotional health, mental well-being, how to bring these things into your family and to how to have a healthy family. Well, now to do that, the first thing I want us to do is get our bearings. Have you ever been to an amusement park or to the mall and you're trying to find a certain store or you're trying to find some place to go and you always find that permanent map that they have up and there's a little red dot and a little arrow and it says you are here. Have y'all ever experienced that before? And then you get your bearings on what store you're looking for or if you're at an amusement park, you know, what roller coaster you're looking for. Well, the first thing I want to do this morning is I want us to recognize where we are and then I want to give us some bearings on where we're going. Because the next two or three or four weeks, we're going to take a journey together. And so you need to know where you're starting from. Here's the first thing I want you to know. There is no such thing as the perfect family. Now, everybody should take a sigh of relief, right? Sigh. Oh, man. Okay. Right. There is no such thing as the perfect family. They don't exist. Have you ever pulled up at a red light next to somebody and inevitably they're in a newer car than you and it's a car that you thought, man, I wish I could have that vehicle or I wish I could afford that. And you look over at this family in the car and have you ever thought to yourself, man, they must be doing really well. They must really have things together. And, and I'm not saying that they don't, but a lot of times we can equate the wrong things with what it means to be healthy. We can have the wrong idea of what health is. There's no perfect family. Listen, every family has strengths. Every family has weaknesses. Our family, my family, we're really strong in some areas, but then there's some areas where we can be weak in. So as we get our bearings this morning, the first thing I want you to think about is there is no perfect family. That takes the weight off of you. The second thing is every family has strengths and weaknesses. Now, I said we're going to take a journey, and we are. And the journey we're going to take is to a place called health and well-being. Health and well-being. I'm talking about in your family. No matter where you are in your family, no matter what situation you're in, I'm going to walk you through a journey, and we're going to get to a place where things are better. 
Now, if you're familiar with Alcoholics Anonymous, they have a 12-step tradition. And one of the things they talk about in that program is it's not about perfection. It's about uh, progress. Okay, that's going to be our goal. See, again, it's not about having everything in order, doing everything the way you want to do it. It's about recognizing, I just want to take some steps toward a better life. I want to take some steps in my family to have better health emotionally. So it's not about perfection. It's just about progress. And so that's what we're going to do. Now, you may be here this morning and you think, hey, pastor, this is a great message and I'm, great, I'm glad you're preaching it, but it doesn't really apply to me. Let me give you some clarity. I grew up back in the day. Okay, I grew up back when my dad got up and went to work. He would go out and sit on the porch and he would shine his work boots. He worked for the Burlington Northern Railroad. He would go to work. My mom was a homemaker and she would stay home and put on her apron and she would cook and clean and iron the sheets and the pillowcases, literally. And when my brother and I, who biologically belonged to both my mom and dad, we would get home, we'd have cold milk and warm oatmeal cookies. Now, in today's world, that's called a nuclear family. There's a mom and a dad. Doesn't matter how many kids there are, but they all biologically belong to the mom and dad. That's how I was raised. Now, here's the first thing I want you to understand. There's not a one right way to have family. You can be a single dad. You can be a single mom. You can be divorced. You can be in a nuclear family. See, this is for everybody. Well, hey, pastor, I, I'm single and I don't have any family. Well, then what I'm going to show you will bring health and well-being into you personally, and then it will affect those around you. All right, let's talk about divorce. All right, there's probably people in this room who've been divorced. And if you're very young and you get divorced, chances are you get remarried. Statistically, 85% of people who get divorced will be remarried within five years. And somebody always does this. They barely, they barely do it. It's like, you know what they're like, I'm not ever doing that again, right? Yeah, okay, thankfully I didn't see anybody do that, okay? And if you did, I hope nobody saw you either, okay? And, and I've, done, I've done divorce classes, and you know, if people get a divorce, uh, they have to come to this class I do, and we've had people come the first time, then we've had them get remarried and come a second time, then we've had them get divorced and remarried and come a third time. Now, now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not against anybody getting divorced and getting remarried. Here, here's all I know. I, me, I would be in trouble because if I was on my third marriage, you know what it'd be like, right? Hey, honey, you remember that time we went to the movie and you, maybe it came out and it was snowing and we were making out. You remember, right? And you know what she'd say, right? Yeah, that wasn't me, fool. All right. So, so you, you'd have to, you'd have to, you'd have to be careful. Okay. All right. But, 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 but here's what I know. I know that if you've been divorced, you get remarried, and if they have children and you have children, you blend those families together, and you can be young enough that you can even have children together, and you can have yours, mine, and ours. Now, here's what I'm trying to say, and here's what I don't want you to miss. You can have a healthy family regardless of your situation. That's the key. That's what I want you to see. There's not one right way to do it, but I'm going to show you some things you can do who, that will bring health into your family. I have an aunt who lived down the street from me. She's now passed away, and she lived down the street from me when I was a kid for years, and she had a roommate. 
She had been married. She was divorced. She never remarried. And she had a lady that lived with her. They lived under the same roof. They were not related, but they lived together my whole life growing up. In a sense, they were a family. Are you following me? Okay, so all I want you to see is whoever you're under the same roof with, you are family. And what I'm going to talk about will help you and will apply to your life. Is everybody good? All right, I've got a little uh, gauge, I guess, an object lesson I want to show you this morning. Here's what I want you to see. Okay, imagine this morning your family is on this scale. And we've got toxic all the way to the left, all the way around to healthy. And you're this person. Now, in your mind's eye this morning, I want you to place your family on that scale wherever you think you belong. Listen to what this says. Toxic means harmful. All of us can have some harmful things in our life, but how much do you have? Then all the way to healthy, which is well-being or sound. Have you ever went to a fire, a, a wood pile, like to get firewood to build a fire, and as you get down to the bottom of the pile, the wood on the bottom has all been eaten by termites, and it's real light, and when you pick it up, it doesn't have any strength to it because it's been ruined by insects. Okay, that piece of wood is not sound. Does that make sense? You go to the lumber yard and buy a new two before, and it's solid, and it's sound. So that's what the word healthy is. We can start out toxic. You can be anywhere on that scale, but our goal is to end up healthy. Now, what did I say? We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. As you're in this service this morning, can you think of things in your family that you know good and well you need to change? You know good and well you need to take some steps towards making those changes to bring yourself to being healthy. Now imagine this morning you're on a hike. And on this hike, you're hiking up a hill. Now you're not hiking up a mountain, you're hiking up a hill. It's a gradual rise. And you can see the top of the hill in front of you. And as you're walking, you continue to walk, you'll get to the top of the rise. Then the rise slopes down to the bottom. Here's what I want you to see. The further you are toward the red in the beginning, the harder the hike can be. Sometimes you can be overwhelmed and you think, man, I don't even know where to start. I got so much stuff in my life. I just don't even know where to begin. Here's what I want to encourage you. That beginning journey where you begin to take those first few steps, you begin to walk that first mile can be difficult, but it's worth the cost. As you begin to take some simple steps to bring more health into your family, then what happens is you climb that rise and you'll find yourself on the top and the next half of the journey is much easier. When you have more health in your family than you do toxic issues, then the scale goes in your favor and the better things get and the easier things become. Are you following me? All right, listen to this statement. The first thing you need to do is surround yourself with people who want to aspire to be better. Surround yourself with people who want to aspire to be better. Listen, if you want a healthy life, then you gotta be around people who want the same thing. We know that, don't we? It's almost cliche, but it's true. If you'll show me your friends, then I'll show you your future. It's true, All right? If I can see who your friends are, I can predict your future, they either take you up or they take you down. See, if you want to be married, if you want to have a healthy family, then you'd be wise to hang around with people who want the same thing. Isn't it true? 
So you want to be around people who want to go where you want to go. Now, I want to read to you this morning out of Matthew 16, starting with verse 24, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Let me get a drink. All right, listen to what this says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Now, here's the first thing you may think. Hey, Pastor, I thought you were talking about family. I thought you were going to show us some traits and some things we could do to have a healthy family. That seems like a strange verse, Pastor, to read talking about family. Well, I want to make a couple of simple, powerful points out of this verse. Let me go back to it and listen to what it says. Jesus says to his disciples, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, you must take up your cross, and you must follow me. Here's the first thing I want to ask you to do this morning as we start this journey towards being more healthy, taking some step. Here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to begin to give up your own way, begin to give up your selfishness, and begin to become a servant leader in your family. Listen to it again. Give up yourself and love and serve your family. What does the scripture say? The scripture says if you try to hang on to your life, you try to do your own thing, you want everything your way, all it does is bring problems. But if you'll lay down your life, number one, I lay down my life to Jesus. Number two, I'm going to lay down my life for my family. Now, I'm a man, so I'm going to lay down my, my life for my wife, for my children, and for my grandchildren. Your situation may be different than mine, but here's what it says. It says to quit wanting to have your own way. Listen to it. If any of you want to be my follower, give up your own way, take up my cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. If you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Then the last sentence is very powerful. It says, what are you willing to do if you lose your soul? How do I have a healthy family, Pastor? Become a servant leader in your family. Whatever your family looks like, you decide today, I'm going to begin to love and I'm going to begin to serve those around me. I'm not going to do it to get my own way. I'm not going to do it to manipulate. I'm not going to stop doing it when things don't go my way. I'm going to sacrificially love. I'm going to sacrificially serve and do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to serve those around me. Are you following me? All right, listen to this statement. Nothing gained by sin is worth the price. Pastor, I didn't think we were talking about sin. Listen to this. The basic element of sin is selfishness. The basic element of sin is selfishness. What sin, Pastor? Wanting your own way. Isn't that what Adam and Eve did in the garden? God said, hey, don't eat off that tree. Well, I'm going to, and you're not stopping me. Right? I have a two-year-old granddaughter. She has two favorite words. Maybe 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 the first word I'm thinking about is my favorite word. You know what it is? Pawpaw. 
That is the most beautiful word in the English language. Is it not? Yeah, when that baby says, Papa, I'm done. I'm done. Her second favorite word is mine. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Yeah. You know how to get her to want something? You just decide you want it. Isn't it true? We, we can even use it sometimes to distract her. She'll be doing something we don't want to do. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to play with this. Well, as soon as I want to play with it, she wants to play with it. And when she wants to play with it, she wants all of it, right? It's mine. Okay, that's the basic foundation of every sin in your life. Selfishness, I want my own way. What if you begin to move out of that and you moved into a place of love, you moved into a place of sacrifice, and you became a servant leader? You know what would happen? You would take huge steps away from being toxic into being healthy just by simply doing two simple things. I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. And I'm going to give up my selfish ways. I'm going to give up always having to have it my way. And I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. Let me read you another verse. I'm going to go to John 15, 13. John 15, 13. NIV translation. Listen to what this says. It says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Then Jesus goes on to say, you're my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because the servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father I've made known to you. Let me bring your attention to the first part of that verse. It says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down their life for someone else. Hey, honey, I love you. Hey, sis, I love you. Hey, brother, I love you. Hey, kids, I love you. Okay, that's all great. But what is love? Well, love is a verb. Love is action. Love is, I'm going to give up my own way. Love is, I'm going to give up my own selfishness. And the scripture says, I'm going to lay down my life for you. Now, Wednesday night in Power, no, not Power Kids, Ground Zero, Kurt told the teenagers, Jesus doesn't want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. Well, he's asking you the very same thing in your family and with your friends. He's not asking you to die for your loved ones. He's asking you to live for your loved ones, to become a servant leader. Listen to it. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because the servant does not know his master's business. Two amazing things in this verse. Have you ever thought about being the friend of Jesus? Pretty amazing. Jesus himself just said, you're his friends. And the way he says that is, I've revealed what I'm doing to you. Hey, how's he doing that, Pastor? Number one, through the word of God. I'm showing you what I'm doing. That also makes you a son and a daughter. So you're a son, you're a daughter, and you're a friend. Why? Because he's revealing to you what he's, excuse me, what he's doing. What's he doing? He's asking you to lay down your life for others. Lay down your life for your family. Become a servant leader. I'm going to love those in my household. I'm going to walk with those in my household. I'm going to offer life. I'm going to offer love. And I'm going to offer grace. Here's what happens when you do that. You begin to move out of being toxic 
and you begin to move towards health and well-being, and you begin to move towards solid ground, and you become sound. If you're a blended family, if you're a single dad, if you're a single mom, if you live alone, if you have a roommate, if you're married, if you're divorced, it does not matter. It does not matter. What matters is, God, I want you to strengthen me because I want to love and I want to serve. Now, again, it's not perfection. It's not about doing it perfectly. It's about just taking some steps. What steps could you take this week to begin to change that one thing in your family? What could you begin to do that you know you need to do in your family and you make the decision this week, I'm going to begin to take those steps? Everybody in this room, including myself, knows things that I should be doing, things I know that are right, things that I know will bring life and help and grace in my family and to those around me. Every one of you know what those things are. Maybe it's just one, maybe it's more than that. But you move the needle. You begin to walk on that journey. You begin to love those in your family. You begin to serve those in your family. Are you following me? And you begin to take that journey out of a toxic life, a toxic family. Now, here's what happens. Number one, do it for your kids. Number two, do it for your grandkids. Number three, do it for your great-grandkids if it's that far along. Why? Because you break those iniquities in your family. However you live, you pass it on to your children. You pass it on to your grandchildren. I heard one time, however you want your grandchildren to be disciplined, that's how you discipline your children because they're going to pass it on. So how do I stop that, Pastor? You stop it by making a simple decision. I want health in my family, not toxic things. I'm going to begin to move forward. I'm going to make progress. Even if it's one step this week, I'm going to make progress. And I'm going to move into love. I'm going to move into serving. And I'm going to move away from being selfish. Now listen, your flesh hates this. Right? Your flesh doesn't want it. You know what you're thinking? I'm not selfish. I can tell by looking at you, you're not. Amen? I'm not selfish. No, no. Your flesh doesn't like this. Your flesh doesn't want to do this. Your flesh wants what it wants when it wants it, right? But if you make that simple choice, God, I want to begin to walk out of darkness. I'm going to begin to walk into light. I want my life to be a light to those around me, whether it's family, friends, people I work with, and I'm going to love and I'm going to serve. Well, pastor, how am I going to do it? You're going to do it by the love of Jesus Christ that dwells on the inside of you. Then you pass it on to your kids. You pass it on to your grandkids. And then you move into being a healthy family. In the coming weeks, I'm going to show you some very practical, very simple things that you can begin to do to move the needle in your favor. Very simple, very practical. Today is very simple and very practical. What am I going to do, Pastor? You're going to love and you're going to serve. And it's going to move the needle in your favor. And you're going to move out of the red, into the green, away from being toxic, into being healthy with God's help and his grace. Amen? All right, bow your head and let me pray for you. Father God, I love you this morning. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share your word. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to lift your name. 
Lord, I pray for every person here this morning that they leave this place strengthened, they leave this place encouraged, they leave this place refreshed. And that, Father God, we move the needle in our favor this week. Show us how to serve. Show us how to love. Show us how to move out of selfishness. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said? Praise God. Y'all stand up, please.